Welcome to the Portionality Podcast, a curiously sermonic podcast playground for adulting over 30. Because let's keep it real, life will keep life in with swift transitions, but together we can honor the moments we are in and keep on living. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. Join me every Wednesday as we grow and live together. At some point, we have to come to the realization in the Western world that much of our information, much of our education, and much of our interaction has been filtered through the lens of white supremacy. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that and so much else (laughs) because, yeah, this is the Portionality Podcast and I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. And as always, I'm so glad that you are here. And child, let me tell you, the Holy Ghost got me out of my bed to record this episode. So if you would do me a great favor, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube, wherever you are getting this podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you don't ever miss when I am uploading an episode. And do me a favor, go over to the website, www com and subscribe to the newsletter the sounding board ah i love the sounding board so much there i share personal messages notes directly to you the listeners directly to you all i share about my services what's going on what's coming up next so go ahead and subscribe over on the website okay all right so let's get into this episode okay if you're on social media i'm sure you have heard about the Palestinian-Israeli quote-unquote conflict. I say quote-unquote conflict because it is way more than that, beloved. And sometimes when these things on social media boom, right, there's a surgence and influx of information that is coming at us all at once. Sometimes it can be really difficult to discern what is happening because everybody wants to be a social media star and everyone wants to be a journalist um, when these things happen. Now, I have always found it to be beneficial to listen to the voices that are on the ground, literally on the ground, and to listen to the voices that are literally involved and to listen to the voices that have done the research, that have done the work, and who have compiled the information, who have been involved, who understand and have a comprehension of what is going on. Now, as a media company, as a media organization, I here at Portionality Media have to say that we have to be careful of what we are intaking, what we are hearing, that much of Western media in the United States is filtered through, again, white supremacy. Even the best of the best of the best of the best of our journalism still has that layer. Why? Because again, it's like, you know, white savior complex. It just, it's always there. It's always brewing. And when we don't have um, responsible journalism that 
really gets to the heart of the story. The, let me tell you something. There have even been, like I said, the best of the best of the best of journalists who have actually reported what they think they know and have not done the wholehearted responsible work of understanding, mm, of understanding what is happening between Israel and Palestine. Okay, there is so much historical context that is not just wrapped up in a single screen shot, in a single screen slide, in a single carousel. There is so much. I mean, there are little dissertations on what has happened and what is happening, right? And it is very, very, very possible for two things to be true at the same time. It is possible for the condemnation of, you know, mass murdering and killing and all of those things that are happening and still be on the side of justice. The governments of countries do not always reflect the value system of people that the government does not always reflect what is happening with the people. We know this to be true in the U.S. Just because we have a particular president, it could be Biden, it could be 45, it could be, it could be Obama, it could be anybody. Just because that leader, that the commander in chief, just because they are in power does not mean that they reflect the values of all people, especially in the U.S., because we know that we have very low voter turnout and we have voter suppression, which means the value of what the people actually want to say, i.e. democracy, is not always reflected in who gets the seat. So why do I say that? It is very true. And this is not being anti-Semitic. I'm being very clear here. This is just facts. It is very, very clear and it is very, very factual that the Israeli government has shut off water, power to Gaza and has absolutely and it has oppressed people for decades. This is not new, y'all. This is not new. This is not new. This has been going on since like the 40s, like 1940s. This is not new stuff, y'all. And with the recent um, boom of social media, we have more access to things. And there are people who don't even know, like this has been going on longer than my parents have been alive. Okay, my parents are in their 60s, respectively, right? And they were born in the 50s. This has been going on longer than my parents have been alive. <laughs> okay, and this has been going on longer than some of the oldest members of my family have been alive. And so... My parents didn't have social media, right? They had TV, they had newspapers, they had radio, right? Now we have all kinds of things to get messages out from X to Facebook to Instagram to TikTok to Snapchat to Pinterest to YouTube, you name it, right? There's so many things that we have access to. It is absolutely imperative that we understand and that we do the research and that we read, 
about what is happening because this isn't a clean line. This isn't a, a, a one size fits all explanation. And I say this with compassion. I say this with love. I say this with integrity that we have to do a little bit more than just looking at social media for all of the answers. This is one of those moments where I can honestly say I do not have all of the answers. I can say that it is all right to say that you do not agree with Hamas and still be pro-Palestinian. Okay, it is okay to say that you can be very compassionate toward uh, Israeli people while still condemning the actions of the Israeli government. (laughs) Okay, especially as U.S. people, we have to be mindful that our government is funding what is happening right now. Our government is funding the brutality, the colonialism, the imperialism, the genocide, the ethnic cleansing of what is happening in Israel, Palestine right now. Right. And we just have to be mindful. And like, again, I said, I don't have all of the answers in this time. I have just been honestly moved to pray because my words have just moved me to pray. I'm just like, God, you you know, all you see all you hear all. And so I just have been offering up prayers and I have been amplifying what I know to be true and what I know to be true is the fact that there is an apartheid that is happening in Israeli Palestine. It is happening, y'all. It is happening. It's been happening and is not new. And what we have seen from Hamas is an uprising of people who have been fed up, angry, and have resulted in extreme action. There are extremists on all sides of this, y'all. And just because a group of extremists have acted does not reflect the heart of the people. And so I want you to remember, think about us here in the U.S. who are not in government power, who are not a part of the military, who are just everyday civilians. We know that we do not all have the same value system. We know that we do not support the extremists of the KKK. We know that we do not support the extremists of the Proud Boys and the things that happened like January 6th on the insurrection. That does not reflect the values of all Americans. But yet we see these kinds of things happening. We see people turning toward violence. And here's the other part. What do you expect people to do when all they have known is captivity? What do you expect people to do when all they know is that a particular group of people have done nothing but oppress them? Let's think about it now. Nat Turner's (laughs) uprising and revolt. Let's think about the uprising in Ferguson. Let's think about from Baltimore to Oakland. Let's think about the uprising uh, (laughs) in Newark. Let's think about it, y'all. Let's think about Detroit. Let's think about it. What do you expect? I'm going to use black folk as an example. Black folk don't know when to shout. I'm going to use us as an example. 
The black church was created out of resistance. (laughs) Some would think that the black church is an extremist group. Some would think that. We are not an extremist, but we do proclaim a gospel about a Jesus who was a Palestinian Jew, bloop, 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 and we preach a gospel about turning empire upon its head. And so while I do not condone killing and, and, and murder and things of that nature that has been done by Hamas, I will say this. When you box people in and you oppress people for so long, what do you expect them to do when they have reached the breaking point of we not going to take no more? There have been hundreds of thousands of people that the Israeli government has sanctioned to death by just way of just cutting off access for decades But yet we have amplified a single event and have demonized the whole thing. Again, like I said, I do not support the death and the killings and the extremists. I do not support that. I do not. I support the people. And I will support the people. I am someone who does not buy into the government and imperialism and capitalism and apartheid and ethnic cleansing and genocide. I do not buy into that. And a part of my mission will always be, what do the people say? What do the people say? I will always love and pray for children, always. And it, because children are innocent. Children are innocent. And children did not have to lose their lives. Now, there is a level of compassion that needs to be had. The children are innocent. There have been Israeli children who have lost their lives. The children are innocent. There have been Palestinian children who have lost their lives. (laughs) The children are innocent. Anytime children are a casualty, that is a problem. That is a fundamental problem. Jesus says, let the children come to me. Jesus prioritizes children. And I honestly believe with all of the bloodshed that has happened, God has to respond. God responds from bloodshed with Jesus being sanctioned to death on the cross because the cross was a death penalty. Okay. God was moved by that so much to the point of resurrection, right? I say this to say, that I extend both my condolences and my sympathy toward all who have lost their lives in this because it didn't have to come to this and on either side, okay? Like straight like that. And what we see is so much pain and there's so much that is happening, it is almost difficult to put into words. And so this is my best attempt at what I understand and articulating what I understand. And this is a difficult situation for a lot to comprehend, which is why I say to you, be discerning of 
what you consume. Sometimes we can be honest about we don't always know what to do. And we don't always know what to say. And sometimes people are looking and watching and looking for people to have an answer. And so I want to talk to you today about what do you do when you don't know what to do? Okay. So all of what I just shared is context (laughs) um, for the content. And my main point today is I see you. I see many of you who are not really sure what to say and how to respond. And this is where I put my pastor cap on to say, it's okay when you don't know what to do and when you don't know what to say. It is okay when you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say. The biggest thing that I can tell you is encouraging you to listen, to listen, to be mindful of whom you listen to, to be discerning of what lens is the source coming from, right? Like I said, much of our American media is filtered through the lens of white supremacy. Much of our education system is filtered through white supremacy. I mean, it really is. Bloop. (laughs) And we just have to think about how we are engaging. So the first thing you can do is just listen. Listen and hear the sound of your genuine. Howard Thurman would encourage us to listen to our innermost being and quieting enough to hear our innermost being takes some work. I want you to practice some self-compassion. What do you do when you don't know what to do Have some self-compassion. Acknowledge that it is okay that you don't know. It is okay to say the words, I don't know. I have a wonderful friend, very good, dear, sister colleague, Reverend Raquel Gill, who preached a phenomenal sermon. (laughs) And one of the points of her sermon was, it's okay to say, I don't know. And I want to encourage you today to say, I don't know. Practice self-compassion. You don't have to negative self-talk yourself because you don't have an answer or because you don't have a response. It's okay. It's okay. Have self-compassion. I want you to consider consulting with trusted individuals, people who you can process with, be it your therapist, a close family member, a friend, someone who you can come to clarity with and someone who can support you into your own clarity, right? You have the sitting with your own soul, but then you can also um, talk about it with a friend who you trust to say, I'm trying to make sense of this and I want to say something or I want to do something about it, but I'm trying to make sense of this. Talk to your community, you know, talk to someone who you trust. Now, It is okay to talk to people who you trust, whose opinions may differ from yours. Because sometimes we discern in this bubble where everyone has to have the same thoughts. And it's okay if someone else's thoughts buffer with yours to help you come into clarity. Sometimes for me personally, I come into clarity when (laughs) 
I don't always agree with everything that that some people are telling me or saying. And I'm like, huh, that doesn't resonate with me. Um, Thank you for sharing. This is where I have found my clarity. And that is okay. You know, Um, that is okay. I really want you to prioritize your well-being. I would very much want you to do that, right? Prioritize your well-being. Sometimes that means getting off social media, <laughs> limiting the overconsumption, getting off the articles, you know, get out of the opinion section, you know, step back from all of the consumption, you know, and just really focus on what feels right for you. And sometimes that means logging off. I want you to know you can log off. Logging off is not a betrayal. Logging off doesn't mean you lack compassion. Logging off doesn't mean your eyes are blind to what's happening. Logging off is for your protection. Logging off is for your preservation. (laughs) Logging off is for your peace, okay? Logging off is to do what you got to do for you. Do what you got to do for you to be well, beloved. Do what you got to do to be well. Do not feel like you have to be on the socials, on the news, on the media. You don't have to be on. You get the right to log off. You get the right to shut off the TV. You get the right to completely shut it down so that you can be with yourself. It is about prioritizing your well-being. For me, I pray. I pray. I talk to God. I walked the labyrinth the other day because I said, these are praying times. I got to pray. When I don't know what to do, I pray, child. I pray. I pray and I ground myself in to say, what do I know to be true? about God and what do I know to be true about myself and I just ground in and when we ground in when we are centered in ourselves nothing can shake what we believe okay and I have a mantra that I recite to myself about nothing can break what I believe nothing can break what I believe nothing can break what I believe when I believe it I believe it (laughs) okay and I believe God and I believe everything God says about me come on somebody I want you to consider reconnecting with your values what you know to be true so that you can prioritize your well-being again I don't have all of the answers but I have enough compassion to say that I know that this has got a lot of people in a tizzy, a lot of people in um, some spaces that they never navigated before. Um, There are a lot of people who can be honest that they don't have a well-informed opinion about this. And that is okay. That is okay. I'm not giving a lot of airtime to this on social media. I'm not giving a lot of airtime on this to a lot of um, public spaces, right? I'm giving airtime to this on this podcast because this is a space that I own, okay? This is Black-owned media, baby. (laughs) I own this space. And just go ahead and do some digging um, and continue to 
understand um, the historical context of what's happening because these things do not happen overnight. This was not like, whoa, we're going to woke up today and just started, you know, enacting terror on the world. Like, no, that, that, that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> you know, this again, this is an ongoing um, thing. So I hope that I have done my due diligence in compassion and that is my work. And that is what I will always do. And that's what I have for you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your trust. I pray that something has been said or done um, that has been helpful for you. Um, My prayer is that you would have a blessed week until we are gathered together again on this podcast. I love you for listening. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please do subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the newsletter. Um, You can follow me on social media at Portionality. And I thank you. Y'all take care. Take good, good care. Until next time. Peace and blessings. Thank you.